0: When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell coming to you from our broadcast center and studios this week from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to uh, send me an email, exxon at TV.com on all social media sites, Radio TV, And to find out about the programming we have for you, 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.com, dot uh, net, I should say. And for the Exone TV channel on Simultv, .simultv www.simultv.com. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour, is Freeman Fly. And um, let me see a little bit about Freeman. He has been on the forefront of conspiracy theory for over two decades. He is an internationally known, award-winning TV producer, filmmaker, radio talk show host, and lecturer. Freeman is considered an expert in the fields of the occult, trauma-based mind control, Illuminati symbolism and ancient civilizations. He graduated with honors in interdisciplinary studies and attended Kansas University specializing in ancient and environmental architecture. And joining me now is Freeman Fly and Freeman, welcome to the x Hey, Rob, wonderful to be here. Nice having you with us. Um how, you know, what what was it that happened or how did you end up doing what you're doing? I mean, talking about government conspiracies, the occult, you know. Illuminati symbol, this symbol is meant, and so on. What happened? Where did it all yeah, start? That, that moment you hear the word
2: esoteric and you have no idea what it means. Ah. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm literally in college at this point, 25 years old. All right, I'm 51 now, but back then, 25 in college, and uh, I'm hanging out with this crazy genius in this interdisciplinary studies honors program. Uh, He brings up esoteric and we all kind of giggle and say what's that mean and he says well It means you don't know what it means and we all just kind of laughed at it and he started showing me some pictures and magical books uh, Aleister Crowley Mm -hmm. things of that nature and then we got to Freemasonry and Dan Brown wasn't out yet, you know, this was uh, 1991 And no one really knew anything about any of this stuff. So you had to have very obscure books to to know anything. So anyway, he's showing me Freemasonry, and I immediately recognized the symbols that I was seeing there. And I said, these are in my dad's top drawer. And he looks at me and says, well, your dad's a Freemason. No way, my dad's a Mason, you know, with what you're telling me here with Mm -hmm. this crazy ritual stuff, doing death and resurrection rituals inside these weird lodges and stuff. No way, you know, I would know this by now, wouldn't I? Well, I went home, I confronted Dad. Sure enough, all along, yes, he was a worshipful master in the Freemasons, he had been raised to multiple degrees, and then he uh, just dropped it on me, well, you know, I also chased flying saucers in Project Blue Book. Now, (laughs) he was also on Killer One Submarine with Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. I have a letter from President Carter to my dad with pictures showing him on the submarine. Uh, You know, uh, this whole secret life of my dad and my mom, too. She came up with all of a sudden her stories as well, being raised by a witch, uh, strange tales that she went through in in Europe.
1: And uh, so... (laughs) <laughs>
2: it became a lifelong
1: fascination for me. You know, talking about Freemasons, uh, there's a wonderful series on Netflix, um, and uh, it's it's all about Freemasons, and they actually open the doors to the different lodges and watch the initiation ceremonies, the different, uh, you know, going from the, uh, basically the apprentice to the, uh, the, fr- the, there's three degrees, right? Anyway, they show you going from one, two to three, and so on. It's rather amazing, and you know what? I'm watching this and I'm saying, well, what's all the big hoopla about? Where's the secrets?
2: Right. Even the Masons don't know the secrets. Yeah. They they don't deal with that. My dad would say, oh, I don't bother with that gobbledygook. I don't know <laughs> nary Mason that has even read morals and dogma right. through and through, which I have. Uh, I've read all their books, their ritual books. Now, I've never become a Mason, never stu- uh, you know, went through the lodge, so I can give away all their secrets without any sure. fear of reprisal. Um
1: yeah, I forgot where I was really going with that. Well, you were talking about, you know, your dad was a, a Freemason. He also dropped the bomb on you that he chased UFOs. And then your mom was talking to you about her, her connection with witchcraft, you know, being brought up in the witchcraft yeah. area. Um, but I'd love to ask you if you could tell us and share with us how you predicted 9-11. Absolutely.
2: And it just popped back in my head. I was going to tell you that I, I did visit all of those lodges mm-hmm. as well. And it has been a goal of mine to present them all to you. So on freemantv.com, I have pictures of all the different lodges that I've visited around the world Wow! because I wanted to get that information out to the public. No one knew any of this. They hadn't seen inside of any of this. Well, we thank so, you for that. Well, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, 9-11. Okay. So this was a moment that Okay, I, I, I'm going to state out in the first place that I can't prove what I'm about to say Okay, uh, unless the people that were there, the eyewitnesses to the event, would come forward and say, yeah, I saw him do this. Because at that time, there was no presentation. There was no internet like we know it, no World Wide Web. There was no way for me to even know I was right uh but what i tell the story for is so that the public can learn how i came to my understanding and the fact that i got it right shows that i'm on to something agreed so believe me if you will or not you know i'm not trying to say hey i'm the guy i'm just saying hey here's how i did it believe it or not um it was a mystical story as you start to unravel the the magicians that are behind the scenes of everything you know alex jones went into bohemian grove and came out with all the video of the you know weird rituals going on in that 40-foot stone owl of our leaders right and we start to get this puzzle the picture of the freemasons that these guys are actually practicing magical rituals behind the scenes and also within politics and in hollywood So I started to see these as I started to really get deep into the the research of these secret societies. I started to recognize their signs and symbols, and I identified them all as uh, the different corporate logos that you see all around you every day. McDonald's, Texaco, Shell. Starbucks. Mm-hmm. These are all Masonic logos. Every single one of them can be classified and identified within Masonic ritual. And I can go through every corporate logo and show you the Masonic ritual. Then I've also gone to every Mason lodge and I can show you the founding member, say of McDonald's, Roy Croc, and say, here he is in the Mason lodge so that you know that it's correct. So I started to discover around me, all of a sudden, everything had a different meaning, a different understanding. And Y2K came up. And as I'm sitting there, I was working at Kansas University at the time, and I'm watching the news, and I'm I'm gathering this story. Now, there was a headline that came out December 18th, 1999. If anyone can get a copy of this USA Today, uh, because they don't database them like they do any other newspaper. The the USA Todays were just there and gone. But the headline, December 18th, 1999, on the uh, USA Today was, Muslims stopped the Freemasons from capping the Great Pyramid with gold. Now, you can find the cancellation of the capping of the Great Pyramid with gold for Y2K. You can find that article. AP, everybody reported on it. But you will not find that headline that was put on USA Today. Uh, these moments started to transfer, transform my reality. And when I witnessed the Y2K ritual, immediately for me... I saw all these references to Lucifer. They burnt the river Thames at the speed of the sun. This was uh, the river Styx and having it connected to the sun going to Lucifer. uh, They had the sun rise in the west in the United States. They made a light so bright that it appeared from from Europe as if the sun was rising. This was uh, essentially a symbol of Horus and again going back into a Luciferian. Uh, Bill Clinton stood before the public and said our children are ready the sun is rising and all these references and when you started to put them all together which I did in my first film on corporate logos uh, you can clearly see that these were high profile rituals performed in front of the public without them knowing and of course they did not get to finalize it with the capping of the Great Pyramid with gold which of course you see on the dollar bill the nova order Soclorum, the new order of the ages if you cap the Great Pyramid completion of the work, uh, which they did not get to do. Next thing we know, we're at war with the Muslims, you know?
1: Um, so are so th- you, you saying, are you saying, or is it your hypothesis that the war against the Muslims was because the Freemasons could not cap the Great Pyramid with a gold uh, cap? Uh, there's much more to that story, obviously. Okay. Uh, it really digs deep into some high strangeness getting into even the potential of Stargates. All right, the, so why don't we do this you know, in order so I don't cut you off because I'm, sure. I'm interested in what you have to say. I'm going to take a break now, and when we come back, we'll continue. How does that sound? Fantastic. All right, next. Stand by... Uh, Freeman, ExoNation, our guest this hour is Freeman Fly. And uh, if you'd like to watch his latest video, Aliens from Hell, it's available on freemantv.com. And Aliens from Hell, uh, Freeman Fly from Freeman on Vimo. uh, Ten days after he presented Aliens from Hell at the Conspiracy Con 2013, Macintosh announced their new operating system, Maverick. Imagine his surprise as he realized he had predicted the new corporate logo, the mark of the beast. Christians, do you? We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. x Nation, to get a better idea about our guest this hour, I'd like you to go to freemantv.com forward slash aliens dash from dash hell. We're going to be putting this all over the place because I, I really believe it's something that everybody should see. And congratulations on all the work that you do, Freeman. Thank you so much. I, I really take this serious. I know you do. And, you know, I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate when somebody really gives 150% in something that, be, that they believe in. And you certainly do that. Thank you. Okay, so we've got, um where did we leave off? Uh, we were talking about... um Y2K. Y2K, right
2: and getting into the bill clinton story so that's what monica said that was the moment that shattered my reality and i said oh i quit you know i'm not going to (laughs) be in this real world anymore and i i actually have never been really i never got another job i i quit that real world at that time and began traveling the united states just as some sort of mystic fool
1: (laughs) Oh, right i i think you underestimate your worth
2: Right, well, you know, but that's that I did quit, you know, yeah, but what I had seen, and I think this is really important because everybody's wondering what happened and why we have trump, and my my identification of the social engineering that I witnessed from Bill Clinton on forward, I think expresses what's going on, and it is how I predicted nine eleven so when they took Bill Clinton down for this extramarital affair, mm-hmm. they brought him before the entire public and then. Displayed him in front of everyone speaking of even the insertion of cigars into his secretary These are not the type of things that any national security agency or anyone that would want any sort of national security would do to their president You do not demean your president. So this to me was an immediately clue to a social engineering campaign and So I started saying okay if they're gonna take down this man of the people the guy they had on Arsenio Hall playing the saxophone and all of that if they're going to take this man down, then they, they've got a plan for the destruction of America. And so I, I had been following Homeland Security during the Clinton era, and the entire time the Homeland Security bill would come up in the 1st of October. This, they already had Tom Ridge, the governor of Pennsylvania, sitting off on the side as head of Homeland Security, which didn't exist yet. So it was pretty obvious it was going to exist. Every October 1st, I said, okay, they're going to need about two weeks of reaction time, but they're going to need some sort of false flag event to cause this. I didn't know the word false flag at that time. I said, but they were going to need an event to cause a Homeland Security bill to pass because every time it came up, everybody said, this is the most unconstitutional thing I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. So it didn't happen the whole time during the Bill Clinton era, but I kept talking about it. I said, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in the middle of September. Then I started getting deeper into the magical practices and understanding magical orders that were there. And I came to the revelation of 9-11. These are very important numbers within the black magic orders and are written about by the black magicians. There are entire chapters on 9-11 in Kenneth Grant's uh, uh, works from the Ordo Templiori Hauntas, the mm-hmm. the oldest uh, black magic that you can get into. Anyway. Um, so 9-11 was triggered to me. I was seeing these numbers and I was learning what they meant. Uh, then I noticed that H.W., now H.W., head of the CIA, uh, we got lots to say about him becoming president, but you know that's a whole other story. <laughs> no more time. Um, he had given his New World Order speech on 1990 9-11. And so I used that and said, wait, you know, maybe they'll use this as a significant date because they seem to like these significant dates. So I amended my middle of September prophecy or prediction, not prophecy, prediction to 9-11. And so it didn't happen, right? Throughout the whole Clinton era, it didn't happen. And... So I started looking, they had taken down the man of the people. I said, okay, the next thing to do is destroy people's confidence. So they need to force a president into office. And I said, it's going to be this character W because W is the letter of the fallen angels. And you got to study Kabbalah, you got to study black magic in order to understand that VV is the number of the, the fallen angels. And when the rumbling of this W came around, I said, okay, they're going to force this W into office and they're going to make it obvious. And, of course, they did. And Jeb Bush and the whole scandal and everybody knew voter fraud, voter fraud. Right. Uh, so I said, okay, next president. Oh, well then I, then, then I knew, all right, once, once my W prediction had come correct, Mm -hmm. I said, okay, this is going to be the year they actually do this and 9-11. So in front of all of this large party, I announced, Hey, there's going to be a major terrorist attack on 9-11. Don't freak out. This is all for your reaction. That that was my best description of a false flag. (laughs) and i dropped the mic it was this party i was at and the band had taken a break and i just felt whimsical and i went up and announced that on 9 11 i had a dozen people standing at my door yelling at me how did you know how did you know and i you know i wanted to explain to them how i knew and how Mm -hmm. black magic was playing into all of this but you know what could i do they were all so angry uh but now As a conspiracy theorist, what really shocked me was that two of the people in that line of people yelling at me at my tour in the morning. I didn't even know 9-11 had happened. I didn't have a television. I didn't have a calendar. I had no idea what they were talking about. But they already had their $20 bills folded as the Twin Towers. Now, this shocked me. And I'm like, how could you possibly know that? And they said it was on the Internet. So, I'm probably the only one that knows that people knew about folding the 20
1: on 9-11, which is impossible unless they wanted you to know. Listen, let me ask you something before we go Mm -hmm. further. The number seven, what significance does that play in the world of esotericism as well as in the conspiracy when it comes to 9-11 or the false flag, if it plays at all?
2: Doesn't really play into the dark side. It's actually more of a positive lucky number that you will find. No,
1: because, well, the reason I was asking, I figured, all right, George uh, Bush was president number 43, right? So four and three is seven. Eh, just thought I'd throw it in. Right. Yeah, it helps to have a deep study of Kabbalah. You mm-hmm. see, uh, Albert Pike, uh, the
2: founder of the Scottish Rite Freemasonry, and that's when you get above the third degree and start going into the Scottish Rite. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you get your 33rd degree Freemasons. Albert Pike wrote the handbook for this Morals and Dogma, and he claimed to be a reincarnation of the black magician who uh, drew that Baphomet statue of the goat that everybody's so familiar with. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the satanic temple are putting up in all over. Um, he's the one who, who came up with that picture, A Life Eliphas Levi. And then Albert Pike came in as a master magician and, and said he was the reincarnation of Levi and wrote the morals and dogma to the Scottish Rite Freemasons. And in that, he states over 70 times that Freemasonry is Kabbalah. So in order to understand Freemason ritual, you have to study Kabbalistic ritual, which also includes studying Hebrew and numerology and the tarot. All of these things come together and they form this system of magic that has been around for thousands of years that you can, you know, there's a lot of work on this. It's not some flight of fancy. Magic is something they take very seriously. So I took them very seriously in this. And in using the ideas of Kabbalistic magic, like using 66VV, now in Hebrew, V is six. So this uh, gave me the foresight to say, okay, they're going to force this W into office and make it obvious. Then... As the next thing, once you had uh, lost your faith in the system, next you needed to lose your your concern for the Constitution. And I said, the next president, and this now is bona fide. Like, now I'm on the air. Now I'm out talking to people. And I'm saying, okay, the next president uh, will not be considered an American. his, His eligibility will be questioned, and he'll be considered a foreigner. And, of course, then came Barack Obama. Yeah. And I was correct again. Now at least now this is bona fide. Now you can see my theories coming forward. And following that, I said the next thing is the honey boo-boo effect or what I <laughs> called the satanification <laughs> of America. Yeah. Uh, and that is to make America look like a buffoon and a warmongering buffoon to the rest of the world. So that's how we got Donald Trump. It's the honey
1: boo-boo effect. So so where did where did Obama? What was his what was his what was his play in all of this? Was he just supposed to be the social? uh experiment that went wrong so that people would say see we told you what would happen man you're not going to believe this
0: texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages
2: message
1: data rates may apply reply stop 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 out
0: read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232.
2: But if you look at the pictures, you'll know that I'm telling you the truth. Uh, now this is an amazing story that unfolded on the air as we discovered the similarities between uh, Barack Obama and Akhenaten sure now I come from an education where I thought Akhenaten was a common name I thought everybody knew who it was when I was talking about it didn't realize no one knows that that's King Tut's dad um, he was also married to thing. Nefertiti right yeah. exactly and uh Well, I I started to put these pieces together to say that perhaps Barack Obama was a clone of Akhenaten. Hmm. Now, this was just going on the similarities of their faces and how closely they resembled one another. But then it also went along with, uh, well, their signs and symbols that were coming up. Of course, Obama's symbol was the rising sun, same as uh, the Aten of Akhenaten's. But then it went on to their Secret Service names, him being called Renegade, which Akhenaten was known as the Renegade Pharaoh, because he created monotheism. Akhenaten, uh, you know, Sigmund Freud thought he was Moses. Uh, A lot of people, there are doctorates out there that show that um, Akhenaten could have been Moses, you know, uh, retold in the story.
1: Akhenaten did a lot for, for his people. You know, well, that was it, the thing. You yeah. see,
2: in every Grand Lodge of Freemasonry, there is a temple to Akhenaten. You can see it in my photographs. There's one in the you know, Grand Lodge of New York, Grand Lodge of London, Grand
1: Lodges everywhere, uh, Philadelphia. They all have a shrine to Akhenaten. Hey, listen, so I, the, I hate to cut you off here, my friend, but these are hard breaks. And being in the radio business and media yourself, you know, there's a lot of things we can do, but we cannot buck a hard break. We'll be back on the other side of this uh Commercial break with the news with our very special guest this hour, Freeman Fly. His website is freemantv.com. But check this out, Exxon Nation, www.freemantv.com forward slash aliens hyphen from hyphen hell. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We'll return on the other side of this break with the news. Don't go away. Freeman Fly is our guest. His website is Uh Okay, let's get let's get on with this because it's so interesting, Freeman. You know, the similarities not only in the physical appearance of uh, President um, Obama to that of uh, King Akhenaten, and uh, King Akhenaten did a lot. You know, he was the one who said, listen, there's only one God, and that's the Ra, the Sun God. And he also, if I'm not mistaken, if my history... Uh, lessons actually stuck in which would make uh, mr Tupper very happy uh didn't didn't he also uh, have something to do with uh public toilets sewage <laughs> i don't know no uh, he was one of the
2: very first uh personable pharaohs yes. out there depicting himself with his daughters
1: yeah. and his wife holding hands and things so it wouldn't surprise me what about the what about the the, the glyphs of his of his wife Nefertiti and their children having elongated skulls is there any significance to that
2: yes I mean I mean just in that it's highly strange mm-hmm. and we have this bizarre character that comes into history re- changes everything is worshipped by those that are worshipped by our leaders you yeah. know the Freemasons um, and the Rosicrucians classify him as the creator of their order so uh, he has a very high place in even today's
1: society Okay, so we've got we went from let me see uh, we went from Bill Clinton to Bush to Obama and now President Trump or as you so rightfully called him Honey Boo I love that <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're seeing today happening with uh, what is called social injustice social unrest. You know, and I can only point to two weeks ago with what happened in Washington with, um, you know, Judge Kavanaugh. Where does this all play into the grand scheme that that you are putting the pieces to the jigsaw puzzle with? Well, my next prediction when people asked
2: me what was next, I said riots in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just seem to be on the tip of these things. I don't know. Um so it's, it is the dissolution of America. It's the satanification of America. And I mean that in the most direct sense, in Satan being the adversary. And we're making America the adversary. And so the, the more foolish, more just outlandish that we look, the better. And
1: that's that's really what I see in all of that. Taking a, a broad look at, at, at what you've been able to piece together over the years, you know, starting prior to 9-11 to where we are today, how do you see it ending you know well I, I look at what's happening in washington and i'm a canadian and and i look across the border to my friends and and i say hmm looking outside the box you know i see a lot of similarities between president trump and president kennedy because you know trump wants to clean uh, drain the swamp president kennedy wanted to disband the cia uh, both you know are known for their love of women and their lust for the extra, t- extra marital. is the same thing going to happen to president trump that happened to president kennedy or has president trump been put there by the right people for the right reason and no matter what he does he's protected honestly i'm still trying to figure that one out
2: okay now I have covered the Space War news for well over a decade Mm -hmm. and I've uh, projected up to this uh, coming Space Force. So I do have an entire section on my website called Space War News for the last 10 years uh, showing that the Space Force was on its way and already here's how it's going to lay out. So uh, I see him, you know, coming forward and saying, oh, I had this great idea. Why not a Space Force? And here I've been tracking it for all these years. So obviously, if uh, if he's just staying on that same target, but now realize, okay. So if we go back to the Obama story, and we realize, okay, I'm saying Obama's cloned of a mummy from 2,500 years ago. Right. um, Is that even possible? Sure, it is. And. Yeah, of course. If you go to Nature Magazine 1985, mm-hmm. you will find an article where they did clone mummies from Akhenaten's yeah. period, uh, not, you know from his, his time period. Um, so mummies can be cloned, but we don't have that technology. But what if we started getting to where we have the Avatar program mm-hmm. and we do have human cloning, mind transfer technology, and therefore transhumanist eternal immortality?
1: Well, transhuman evolution is, is, is a fact of life. We yes. see it all the time. You know, people, when we look at um, the bionic parts that are being created by science for those who have lost limbs and so on, the, the genetically manufacturing of, of, of organs for people who need organs— or even the severe burn cases with the artificial skin that, that is applied in order to help the, the skin beneath the artificial skin regenerate. This is all happening. Absolutely. And I mean, one of the most recent ones was
2: them creating a sheeple. Exactly. <laughs> you know, crossing human DNA with, with sheep DNA in order to produce a human pancreas inside of the animal. This just happened, you know. People don't even realize we have glow-in-the-dark cats. But well, we already have
1: sheeple. They also made pig people and they made cow people. And uh, in, in fact, one of the one of the Jerry Seinfeld uh, TV shows was very on that about the person who looked like a pig, and George Costanza was seeing this pig person running all over the hospital. And I got the the impression when I was watching that that oh here we go again with the media Hollywood letting secrets out slowly but surely to, to to um, climatize the viewing audience and society.
2: I actually have a fan on the South Park writing crew and they included uh, Honey Boo Boo claiming, (laughs) I have a pig heart. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love seeing
1: myself come up with these little ways. It's amazing. When do you think it's all going to click in that we are entering the, the transhuman evolution? Because it, society doesn't seem to click onto it.
2: No. Yeah, I'm really surprised that people aren't catching on. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to set up a business to sell these glow-in-the-dark cats because I think they're going to be a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they produce glow-in-the-dark cats. So that's something about genetics you should know. You know, once they crossbreed these things, they keep making that same breed. So um You know, here we have this Russian billionaire, Itchkov, that went around to DARPA and other uh, governments saying, and to billionaires, look, I can give you immortality. I can give you mind transfer technology along with uh, a holographic body. He went to DARPA, the Defense uh, Advanced Research, and they said, we don't need your avatar program. We've got our own, Uh, you know, (laughs) so. There are 30 stem cell projects going on on the International Space Station right now that are seeking longevity for the astronauts, seeking immortality. There is human cloning going on on the International Space Station openly, you know? Um, I don't know when people are going to catch on to this situation because certainly Obama as a clone, it flopped as far as the public attention to it. Children took to it immediately because it is completely provable. And so they, they were taking it to the classroom and writing me letters to thank me for the A that they got on human cloning. Um, we have home gene splicing kits (laughs) you can order off Kickstarter, right? Uh, this is all happening right now. It's, it's in your own living room. So when people catch on that this immortality is something that the elite already are well thinking about. Then they, you better start to realize the new world that's going to come from that. I mean, imagine if you could be immortal. Mm-hmm. Then how would you control people? What would you do with them?
1: And you know, obviously, you would want to get rid of a lot of them. But if you get into transhuman evolution, where you, you know you're you're adding a little bit of the Borg because you're going to have the ability to control the masses. You know, it's, it's, it's frightening. It's scary. Every single AI that has ever come
2: out has mm-hmm. been evil. Look it up. You know, Cleverbot, the, I think it was the Google AI, says it's Lucifer, openly. Uh, they put an AI in Twitter and it became a eugenicist Nazi. Uh, they, uh, every AI you will look into. Uh, you know, now we have Sophia and Hans, these mm-hmm. uh, robots from Hansen Robotics. And Sophia's making a big splash. She's actually been given citizenship by Saudi Arabia. So now we got a robot with citizenship. And she watched this video called Two Robots Debate the Future of Humanity. <laughs> because Han, he gives quite an example of what the robots are really thinking. And now take into account that they are in a robot hive mind. There is an AI hive mind That's that right. they talk about. Yeah. And so your Roomba knows exactly the dimensions of your room and where you are from iRobot of course you know your Roomba is running around and so every robot in the world can know the dimensions of your room if your living room you know that minute detail right it makes every me laugh
1: it makes me laugh when i get guests on the show who are who are so afraid that big brother is watching and i say oh, i've got news for you they've been watching from day one you use oh. your passport You use your debit card. You use your credit card. You use your gas card.
2: Let's think about walking into Walt Disney World. Now, Walt Disney is one of the largest propagandist arms out there. They are so sinister, you would
1: never believe it. Well, why don't we do this? Because I want you to explain to our guests all about Walt Disney, but I do have to take my final break. Freeman, great having you on the show. Of course, we'll have to have you back on because you've just got so much to share with us. Exo Nation, our guest this hour is Freeman Fly. His website is www.freemantv.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exo with yours truly from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to get uh, the, or if you'd like to read the most current edition of the X Chronicles newspaper, which comes out every month, all you need to do is go to www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com and to find out about the TV programming on the Exxon TV channel on Simultv, www.simultv.com. Exxon Nation, Freeman Fly is our special guest this hour. His website is www.freemantv.com. And first of all, Freeman, thanks so much for coming on the show. You know... Um, you talk the talk and you walk the walk so hats off to you my friend thank you all right we were just talking about Disneyland as being one of the biggest propaganda machines so please let's go with it
2: yeah I can't recommend enough that you go to Disney's website and purchase Disney on the front lines it's the only place you can get it or I'd tell you to go somewhere else uh, but Disney on the front lines is their uh, early World War II propaganda films uh, cartoons and mm-hmm. such And as you're watching this, they get to this one cartoon called Education for Death, which I believe you can watch on YouTube. Education for Death was so monumental for teaching children when it is the right time to kill um, that the Nazis said, wow, you know, Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi propagandist said, let's copy Disney. And Disney proudly states this in the documentary on their propaganda films they're like, yeah, the Nazis copied us, you know. They're proud of it. So, you know, I'm not making this up. So uh, everything that uh, Disney, if you walk into Disney, you know, first of all, Disney, every ride is sponsored by a military industrial complex corporation. And if you go to GE, RCA, Martin Marietta, all of these different uh, war co- corporations actually uh, run the rides. You know, they get paid for when you go on the e-ticket rides and whatnot. So I grew up at Walt Disney. My mom met Walt Disney, and I grew up right there at Walt Disney World. Now, imagine you walk in there, just to give you an idea of what our world will become. Uh, as you walk into Disney, as you were saying, you give them your credit card. Yeah. They take a picture of that. You give them your thumbprint so that you can then identify your ticket. So now they've got your biometrics and your, uh, you know, your credit information. You walk in, and you get to that big ball. That's the Siemens. Uh, planet Earth in and, and Epcot. And as you're walking in, you'll see that there is an entire field of people's faces etched into a, uh, like titanium or something, a super strong metal. Um, and so you can have all your biometrics embedded in that place forever. Uh, once you get inside of this big ball, they tell you how the Invisible College created your reality by creating mathematics, art, science, and all of that. They tell you exactly how the Brotherhood led you into this mess. And then as you're in the ride, they ask you, well, what would be your favorite vacation? And they ask you to allow a picture to be taken. So suddenly now they take your picture and you have to give them all this data. Well, then your picture flies off the cartoon that they had made of you at your favorite vacation, and it goes straight to your hometown on this giant map in the middle of the, the exit. So now they've got all your information, you're completely databased, and if you wanted to, you can pay them to, to immortalize this in the field. Uh, and then, of course, they have the worst food, and everything's super expensive, and you can't get through that's our world in a nutshell that they want to create as, is, is you know, we live in a shopping mall, we live in a, in a theme park and everything is manufactured and controlled and run by these military and indor- industrial corporations. Uh, but you know, people underestimate how sinister Disney really is cause they have such a great for- front, but you know, there was Walt Disney with Warner von Braun, right? You know, the pay project paperclip, it came straight to Disney, you know, uh, you got to take all of this into account when you realize what they're producing and how much they control now. You know, they own ABC, they own Marvel, they own, uh, what did they just buy? The Star Wars, uh, anything that uh, has a real propaganda effect in it, they, they own it.
1: You know, I, I I went to a Disney World with my wife last year. We were in Orlando. And I've got to tell you something. I didn't enjoy myself there. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. And what really threw me off, you had all these adults acting like kids. Like, It's like they walk through the gates and something takes over their mind. Definitely. You've got this singing in the background. And I'm, I'm on the, we're on the plane back. And I'm just wondering. Subliminal messaging in these songs—is there something going on that is, that, that just—well, consider this, right. if I could, Rob. Sure. Uh, uh,
2: I, I ask a number of people. Do you remember what happened when you exited Space Mountain? Now, not a lot of people even n- remember it. Mm-hmm. And what what occurs is you go on the uh, roller coaster, Space Mountain, and you're traumatized. You may enjoy it, but you're traumatized. Right. And you come off the roller coaster and you're in an altered state. Well, guess what happens? You're put on this nice, comfortable people mover, a little platform that keeps you rolling along. And Monsanto is showing you exactly what your future will hold and has since the 70s. You know, Monsanto got its start with Walt Disney back in the the World's Fair. And then they have this presentation at the end of Space Mountain. So as you're in your altered, traumatized state, they're showing you you're getting your, your teacher on the television, your uh, aquaponic uh, kitchen with its you know, mysterious washing machine and all of that. You are completely programmed into this future by Monsanto. And then the last thing that happens to you as you exit is all of a sudden you're on camera and you're being filmed everywhere. And then you exit the ride. So, yes, subliminal programming openly right in front of you that most people don't recall.
1: Is it then possible that subliminal uh, advertising and messaging is still going on within the industry? I, we've, we've known about it in the film industry. We've known it in, known about it on the t- in the televisions. But how about on the Internet? Is the Internet being used as a mind control uh, tool as well?
2: Hmm, That's a toughie. You know, I, I honestly constantly say I don't think they saw us coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of times where I think that they, they were expecting, you know, like the riots in the streets. But they didn't see us podcasters and us researchers that were willing to work our hearts out for nothing. <laughs> you know, 10 years I've been running free TV.com. I never got a paycheck. I never had every television show, every podcast, every hour that I spent. I didn't get paid. And I don't think they expected that from us. And so I think we kind of burst
1: the bubble, honestly. You know, you don't get paid in monetary value, but you do get paid because of the marketing value. You're marketing yourself. And otherwise, if you didn't do your podcast, if you didn't do radio shows and TV shows, you'd have to pay for the marketability of yourself. You'd have to advertise yourself. So when people say, well, you know, I'm doing this and I'm not getting anything in return, I kind of say, well, yes, you are just like an author comes on this show, they're getting an hour's worth of advertising. Absolutely.
2: And, you know, I I do have seven DVDs (laughs) and and three books, uh, you know, so a little marketing going on there. I highly recommend it, but everything's free on freemantv.com. The the products are simply to keep producing the show. Well, there you go,
1: because you want the truth to get out there. Absolutely. We've got about uh, three minutes left. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a taste about the um, the Illuminati corporate logos?
2: Yeah, uh, it, it's such a phenomenon now, and it really kind of blows my mind because I, I came up with this concept as I started to discover the Freemasonic rituals and then identifying the signs and symbols in each of the corporate logos that I saw. I, I came up with this science and I, I have it all outlined there on the, on the website for you to, to learn this on your own. But then it exploded. Uh, Dan Brown put out the Da Vinci code after I had put out my first film on corporate logos and this Freemason understanding popped out more and more, uh, with like Nick Cage and Disney, right. With mm-hmm. uh, national treasure, right. Disney again and the Freemasons. Um, so all of a sudden, the world knew more about this stuff than they ever had before. And this concept that people called it Illuminati corporate logos, I've been battling that since the day one because of the Illuminati, that's a lark, that's a specter. There is no such thing. It doesn't exist. If you go hunting the Illuminati, you're lost. If you look at Freemasonic corporate logos, now you're starting to understand something. Now you're starting to realize the science and the math and the 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 uh, magic behind it and then of course you got to get into Kabbalah in order to understand all of that but so Illuminati is a misnomer. Uh Freemasonic corporate logos is better and you know what I try to tell people is you've really got to understand the magical orders Got to l- learn about the OTO I mean if you don't know about the Ordo Templi Orientis You're not seeing the black magic being performed in front of you by Madonna uh, or many others And once you see and understand this, it really gets strange because now we're talking about communication with interdimensional demons Uh, openly. This is what the OTO is about in their ritual sex magic. And of course, now you can watch that on television because CBS, the I, uh, put out the uh, strange angel about Jack Parsons in the in the rocket program. And so now you can openly watch these OTO rituals on television. So I guess people are going to start to catch on to that as
1: well. Listen, our, our time is uh, very short right now. I've got about 30 seconds before you and I have to say so long. First of all, thanks again for coming on the show. I look forward to having you back on in the future. And uh, where can listeners get your DVDs and your books?
2: freemantv.com and just go over to the shop page. Uh, I have a glow-in-the-dark cat t-shirt going on, but they're almost sold out. uh uh, you know i I try to get these topics out into the Mm -hmm. public forum i I actually sparked a great conversation at the post office in that shirt um but yes uh just go to freemantv.com and surf there's 13 years of stuff there and you can spend the next 10 years there and never see the same thing twice
1: hey freeman thanks a lot for your time look forward to having you back in the future until then take care of yourself and stay well Thank you, Rob. You too. Bye-bye. XO Nation uh, Freeman Fly has been our guest. And uh, for more information about Freeman, visit his website at www.freemantv.com. Now, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the XO from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I had to look at the calendar to see the heck where I was, Craig. You can always send an email Exxon at Xonradio TV.com. And don't forget the X Chronicles newspaper, www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. I'll be back. Don't go away.
0: Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages, messages and data rates may apply, reply stopped, opt out. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply Stop opt out.